Sitter Snippets is sponsored by Dr. Robert and Judy Brookstein in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith, Esther Bas Yaakov. We are in Az Yashir, the great song that we sing with Simcha each and every day, re-experiencing the miracle of Hashem's salvation even when we thought it was hopeless and helpless. And we are up to the Pasuk, Micha Mocha Ba'ilim Hashem, who is like you, Hashem, among nature. Micha Mocha Nedar Kodesh. You are so majestic in your holiness. Norasi Iloso Sefela. We last left off with Rashi, the Ramban's interpretations that Hashem, your praise is beyond us. We are terrified to try to attempt. We can only tap into the template and the format that was given to us before. We wouldn't, God forbid, try to expand upon it because undoubtedly we would fall up. Sh- we would fall short. There are Elim. Rafersh explains. Let's go back to the beginning of the pasuk. Micha Mocha Ba Elim Hashem. Micha Mocha Nedar Ba Kodesh. Rafersh explains. There are elim, there are active and effective forces in nature. But though people may worship them as gods, may see them as deities, they are subject, they're bound by the powerful bonds to the order that Hashem has given them. So, micha mocha ba'ilim, Hashem, the elim, these heavenly, these powers of nature, these forces of nature are nothing. You alone, Hashem, are free. You're not bound by laws of nature. In fact, you are the one who controls and you are the one who manipulates nature Altogether. This Pasuk Micha Mocha Ba'ilim Hashem is so significant that in fact it was inserted into the bracha of Ga'al Yisrael both at Shachras and at Marev. It is a summary of the entire Shira, says Rav Schwab. And the other Pasuk is Hashem Yimloch Li'olam Va'ed. These two psukim extracted from Az Yashir are so significant and so summarize the song of salvation, the joy and the faith we're meant to feel that we insert them both in Shacharis and in Marav. But these words, Micha Mocha Ba'ilim Hashem, who is like you, acknowledging how categorically different we are from Him, how distant we are, how to a degree inaccessible He is. Hashem is great, He's incomparable. Micha Mocha, there's nobody like you. But there's also another layer of interpretation. The Gemara in Gittin, Andaf, Nun Vavamad Beis, explains that we read this, Micha Mocha Ba'ilmim Hashem, Shomea Elbon Banecha, Chazal see the word Elim, which is spelled without the Yud in the Pasuk, as an allusion to Elaim, the mute, a person who has an inability to speak, a person who cannot communicate. And Chazal say, Micha Mocha Ba'ilim, we're praising Hashem, that Hashem, you know what your real greatness is? Not that you lash out, or not that you take revenge, or not that you have the ability to eliminate those who challenge you. But Hashem, your greatness, your strength is Elim, Elaim your willingness to be mute, your willingness to absorb the blow, the insult of another, and to not feel that you have to respond. Chazal encourage us to be to be able to bear an insult. Somebody can speak negatively or cast an insult right at us. Somebody can slander us. Somebody can slam us. But you know, strength is not taking revenge and strength is not slamming them back. Real strength that Hashem exhibited is the capacity to be quiet, to ignore, to look the other way, to absorb the blow and not feel a need or obligation to respond. Chazal were commenting what we're beginning the three weeks that when Titus HaRasha came into the Beis HaMikdash and desecrated in the Kodesh HaKadashim the greatest affront to the Almighty Himself of course He could have eliminated Titus in that moment but He didn't who is like you Hashem who has the power the courage who has the capacity to stay silent and to absorb even in those insults what a powerful message to each and every one of us that we don't always have to respond we don't always have to get even that we have the capacity to stay silent Rabbi Salavechik sees another interpretation of Chazal's additional layer of not 
He says the movement towards silence is reflected in Hashem's attribute, in the 13 attributes of Hashem, Hashem is slow to anger. Despite man's actions that should provoke Hashem's response, we trigger Hashem, our rebelliousness. Hashem is long-suffering with silent acceptance of our foibles. He's willing to simply accept our shortcomings and deficiencies and mistakes. And based on our obligation to imitate Him, the imperative to be like God, we sometimes also have to engage in being mute and a passive acceptance and a voiceless. A Jew must accustom himself to the idea, said the Rav, that not all questions have answers. This is a general rule in Talmudic pedagogy. The scholar who feels an imperative to resolve all difficulties is in fact not a scholar at all. The Rav says the sons of Rabbi Kiva Eger would recount that their father was never pained by a question nor gladdened by an answer. He wasn't bothered when confronted by a difficult question and at the appropriate time didn't hesitate to say the question requires more thought. When a difficult question is posed in the Gemara, sometimes the answer the Gemara gives is teku, that the answer is unknown. It's not accessible. We don't have it. And yet, if Hashem gave us the Torah Shavah shouldn't it encompass all answers? Shouldn't we be able to plummet to death and access to all the truth? How can the Gemara sometimes be so inconclusive? So the Rav quotes his father of Moshe Salavechik who asked this question, and the answer that the Gemara's teku must reflect the unresolved questions within each and every individual. If a Jew never has to say teku, if life's questions are answered, he is nothing more than a fool. At the same time, the ability to say teku should not change our guiding principle or further study. We have to take note of the difficulty and move on. Unanswerable, unexplained tragedies have likewise accompanied the Jew through history. A Jew regularly recites a blessing upon eating and satisfying his hunger. At that moment, all is well. He's healthy and in possession of his faculties. One can readily sense the presence of Hashem. And in cruel contrast, upon the tragic death of a loved one, a person tears his clothing, tears Korea. In the moment of great grief, a Jew also recites a bracha. This expresses a person's ability to sometimes engage in passive acceptance. So this is the other layer. Sometimes means we absorb the insult. We are like Hashem and stay silent. And at other times it means that we absorb what we don't know. We're willing to live with teku. We're mute. We don't have anything to say. There's no answer to offer. There's no understanding or comprehension to share. Sometimes sometimes we're stuck with a teku. There is no answer to give. And in this way too, we emulate Hashem.